smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. It is Friday. What's the date, John? October 30th. There you go. Um, I am Cliff. He is John. We host a podcast. It's called Unprecedented. Uh, and thank you for being here. And uh, Jesus Christ, um, we've been going at this for I don't know how long. I remember feeling this way, although this is even more so, right before the 2018 election. <laughs> Thankfully, that turned out the way we all had hoped and better. Um, we're hoping for that again this time. But, uh, you know, so let's talk about um, what is truth, what is myth, and the fact that it doesn't really matter. Because as we all know, even I mean, it doesn't matter. But what I mean is, if you'll, I'll finish that point, which is <laughs> yeah. we'll all be nervous as, as shit. Pardon my French. Um, even if you told me right now that Joe Biden had a 98.89% chance of winning, you know, anything less than a 100% chance of winning, all of us are going to be nervous because it's like, you know, there's only a one point, you know, one, two or one, one percent chance you'll go straight to hell right now. That would still concern you. Um, you know, just because of the, the what actually lies on the other side, if the small percentages come through. So we're not going to be we're not going to bullshit you. We're not going to be Pollyannish about it. We are, however, even with while being nervous, going to give you what the statistics say. And really, the overview of the statistics yep. is saying that in absolutely almost every case, Joe Biden should win. Now, I will say, I think it's it's interesting to think about because, unfortunately, our system is so bizarre uh, in that. Most people don't. Eh, maybe not most. Bizarre is a nice way of saying fucked up, by the way. Well, no, but it is fucked up because we've got problems other countries don't have. Uh, 55 to 60 percent of the people vote, right? Whereas I was saying something the other day. I forgot what one of the other. It's, it's, it's routinely close to 90 percent or more. Some of them it's yeah. above 90. In, few, in a few of yeah. them, it's actually required by law yeah. that you vote. But um, that right there throws a major wrinkle, as I've raised before, Cliff, because if half the people aren't voting, then you don't even need uh, – I mean I, it's it, – you don't even – it's almost like not even getting your base out to vote. You've got half the country that isn't – or half the voters aren't even voting. All you have to do is get them to turn out, which – all is a big ask because they don't vote. But you've got that problem. You've got the fact that we make it hard for people to vote. That's a problem. You make, and we're going to get into it in today's show, all the crazy stuff with early voting and now the courts putting restrictions on it. That right. becomes a problem, right? You send your ballot in, it doesn't get there in time. Oh, sorry. Your finger, your 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 stupid signature doesn't match. Sorry. I mean, we've got all of these, but what worries me to a degree, not worries me, but I think why we legitimately should be concerned is there are so many of these variables that can screw things up, whereas in other countries – And that's what makes you nervous because it's like all those variables are right. – yeah. well, I mean, again, in a functioning democracy, Hillary Clinton winning by 3 million votes is considered not even a small win. It's not yeah. a landslide, but it's considered a reasonable win, which is what Hillary won by. And yet, yet all the, the obstacles they place in, in to block people from voting in our democracy, all the disinformation because we allow really – fascist propaganda to exist that isn't allowed to exist at least and be considered mainstream in most functioning democracies we have all these things that we talk about on this show a lot and they are all things that put barriers in the place to not just people voting but people reaching common sense decisions before they vote about what's best for them and all and so yes you know and obviously the electoral college is is a relic and a joke and you know and there's there that's the sort of the, the uh, 800 pound gorilla in the room, but there's plenty of other stuff going on. And, and again, these, these are all factors because as I was saying to John before we went on the broadcast here, 
you know, maybe this is the way to segue to start to talk about all of this. Yeah. You know, um, at this point, a number of polls came out the other day that had had Biden at double digits. The smallest difference I saw from any of them that's considered to be a real, I mean, I'm not counting Rasmussen's Biden plus one poll, sorry. No, no, no. Um, of any any reputable polling house, the smallest right. one was was a seven point lead. And again, if you've got the, the seven to 12 point lead, that's all within the margin of error of what you consider to be somewhere in the eight to nine point range, which is exactly what, what I think Nate Silver has at 8.8. 8. Right now, you're talking national like that. or what you're talking about? National, I'm talking about it's okay. just under nine, and I'm talking about national for a, a good reason, because in an eight to nine point win in a democracy, I can't explain to folks what a fucking landslide that is. I mean, to put that in historical perspective, yeah. you probably hear that Reagan, you know, crushed Carter in 1980. That was a ten point win. You know, you probably hear that Bob, that that Bill Clinton crushed Bob Dole in 1996. That was a nine point win. Um, you, you know, you may you may be old enough to remember. Well, I assume if you're listening to this, you're old enough to remember probably or whatever. Barack Obama's win in in 2008 that was seven and a half points. And right now, you know, nationally, right now, Joe Biden, according to everything, is slated to win by anywhere from a point to two points more than that. So, and we're this, and we're still worried as to whether he's exactly going to win, which is this should be a laugher. This yeah. shouldn't even be something we should be paying attention to if you're an actual pure functioning democratic republic. It would be the only question would be like, you know, how much is Donald Trump going to get his yeah. ass kicked by? Let's let's move to the actual. Uh, you know what I was thinking? Let's let's uh, since you were segueing there anyway. Let's talk about what the lay of the land is. I think we Cliff and I decided that maybe we won't go through each and every state like we did two days ago, but more generally speaking, where things are today. Then I thought Cliff, as a second part to lead into, is we could just laugh at Glenn Greenwald. Well, Glenn is at the end. We're going to talk about Glenn quitting uh, the intercept. Um, but but I thought we would go from overall where the race is, some of the, the states like that heard around the world. Sorry, Wait, but so we'll go from some of the states uh, specific and then segue into COVID because there's news on that. And I'd like to talk a little about how COVID might affect the election. Um, right. In terms of and here's the thing, guys. One of the reasons but, why yeah. I don't want to get into every individual poll. Nate actually made this point the other day. Hmm. I, I hate saying his name constantly because he's not a god. And I there are plenty like of other people that look at. All, he's a very smart guy, but there are plenty of other people that I look at that like we're going to talk about Cook today, yeah. um, and, and other folks who look at all this stuff. But he he made a point that saying you know the other day it's like look by my model even Trump can win. There's a realistic chance of Trump winning here. Now he has right. Biden at eighty nine percent. That will not that will, will keep me nervous until the moment it's hopefully yeah. over in our yeah, favor. Yeah. Most of the time, when something you're told something has a nine out of ten chance of happening, it happens, uh, but not every time. And so, what he said was, "Look, I'm not gonna, you know, I, even in my analysis, Trump can still win." But then he said, "I'm not gonna." But at the same time, I'm not gonna spend every minute batting down all of these bullshit theories based upon two right. or three polling houses. That obsessively, especially towards the end, release polls that are inaccurate to try yeah. to affect the narrative. You know oh. who they are, Rasmussen, Trafalgar, and a few of these guys. So, I mean, it, that's the reason why I don't want to go into okay. every little state poll here and there because some of them are garbage. All right, let's do it, big boy. All right, so overall, what oh, are we seeing? It, John, you know, I'm not at the... I'm just kidding. Now, what are we um, seeing across the board then uh, in terms of where we are now versus a couple of days ago? Has anything changed? No. Okay. Thanks for joining us today, folks. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Podcast over. Um, um, again, 
if there weren't all these little tricks in the that's, system. But that's really good, though, because I, I would say one thing has changed, but I, you know, which is important to talk about, which is a, 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 um, a, a how the votes are counted change, which is for reasons. Well, we'll, get, well let's get to that. Let's get to that. In a minute. OK, well, fine. So yeah. overall, you're about a nine point lead, you know, yeah. if you're averaging, you know, reliable polling nationally. Uh, Joe Biden has a five point leader more, which statistically should put you in the range of, you know, 80, 90 percent, whatever, winning it in in Pennsylvania, um, in um, Michigan, in Wisconsin and in in those t- and in that uh, Nova- that uh, yeah, Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska district, that one district vote. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yep. that, that matters, too. Um, yep. Not far off in Arizona, where I think it's it's at this point. There have been numerous polls that show the thing is all these polls as we talked about the other day for the most part are showing Biden over 50 with a few extended the, the two states, the two swing states right now, the only two that, that I've seen, um, no, three, excuse me. There's two where neither of them are above 50. Um, and so if turnout doesn't upend these, you know, we're we're within less than half of a point difference. Those are right. Iowa and Ohio. Okay. Where Trump is now given, you know, uh, like 51 out of a hundred. I mean, that's how close it is. He's up by, I think, like 0.2 in Iowa and like 0.4, 0.5 something in Ohio. Um, and then, but those are both at like 48, 49% level. So there's undecideds or whatever. The only state, and he's barely over 50, is Texas. He's at 50. And we're even talking about that as a swing state is amazing. He's at like 50.2 or three. And again, with what we're seeing with, you know, John was just talking about the early turnout in Texas at this point, they've already turned out more people than the entire last election. Um, you know, does can it upend what those numbers are saying by a point or two? Of course it can. It's not going to, it wouldn't change things if, right. if Biden came into this on average down five points, probably not even if he came into it on average down by like three, three and a half points, but he's down by like two, one and a half, something right. like that. And, and turnout can change those things. So, right. I mean, so I'm not, I'm not accepting Texas as a lost cause. I think he, it's winnable. It's just that I'm just giving you what the, what the polling says right now. Yeah. All the other places on average, Biden is above 50%. All the other swing states, and that includes Georgia, for that matter, hmm. um, and, um, you know, includes Arizona, and includes, and he's, he's up by varying amounts, includes North Carolina, includes Florida. So you look, you know, I mean, by when you look at that, and you look at the overall numbers, and you look at the fact that this has been a stable race that essentially showed Biden with a moderate lead, up, I'd say, up through the the first debate, COVID, Trump coming down with COVID thing, and then two to three to four points dropped out of the bottom of Trump and went towards Biden. And it's felt like some of that's consolidated in the past two weeks and leaners have gone Biden's way. You know, that's where we are, which is essentially, you know, this is a race that, again, if we didn't have all these structural impediments that we have in this country, it wouldn't, wouldn't be one we'd even be sort of you know, we wouldn't even be playing parlor games at this point. We'd kind of be like, how many Senate seats are the Democrats going right, to right. be ahead by? Um, that's the state of the race. Now, important here, um, Charlie Cook, who's, you know, a longtime political prognosticator. And one of the big things about Charlie Cook that I, you know, that I think it's worth saying is um, he is incredibly cautious, what we used to call conservative when that word had a meaning, small c. Right. Um, and, you know, he, again, this is not to tell anybody and anybody listening to this, I'm sure knows this, everybody go out, vote, keep knocking on doors, keep calling and all, all the rest. But he's saying here, don't expect a contested election. This is oh. what he just wrote in the National Journal. The cone of uncertainty has narrowed considerably. Now the question seems to be whether we'll see a, quote, skinny Biden win or a landslide. Hmm. 
he's saying in his estimation, um, he expects that Biden has at least, um, when you throw in what we were talking about, those three Midwestern, if you want to conclude Pennsylvania is a Midwestern state, right. Nebraska's second district and Maine's second district, where he's well ahead in both, both of which Trump won last time, that he's got 280 electoral votes, seems to be almost where he says he thinks the floor is. Right. Um, and then he's saying Biden could bring in Arizona, Florida, North Carolina, um, that there's a very good chance he brings in all three of those. And he said, and one or two from the next year. And interestingly, he says Georgia or Iowa um, are more likely than Ohio and Texas, though those two are possible too. Um, Trump is underperforming his 2016 pace in each of these states by three to eight points, depending Ooh. on state or district. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, look, that's where you are. Uh, he said, I, here's what he's saying. Again, I'm giving you his, I believe his, his, his actual lead is nine or 10 points based on the higher quality live telephone interview national polls conducted since the first debate, as well as the gold standard of online polling, the Pew Research Center's mammoth poll of 11,929 voters released two weeks ago. They had it at a 10 point race. Mm -hmm. Um and you, you know, anyway, you slice it. And the reason why I'm reading all this, folks, because this is important, that you, you get to kind of get the difference because everybody's like, it could be just like 2016. And look, nobody's saying it, it, it that it, it's impossible that it could turn out that way. Right. As we're saying, at the same time, this isn't 2016 and that this is a much bigger lead. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you slice yeah. it, these are pretty good leads, considerably higher than the 3.2 point national margin that Hillary Clinton well, had you, over Trump in the RCP, that's Real Clear Politics average, on October right. 29th, 2016. You, you, by the way, I think you had said the other day, or I saw it on TV, but they were talking about how, uh, no, it was you, how the polls, I don't want to say they tend to be more accurate, but they 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 tend to tell you more in the days right preceding the election. The polls tend to be pretty right. I was hearing Meaning like um, these last set of polls this weekend are the ones you really should look at. Now, obviously correct. it's closer to the election anyway, but but not just that you're closer to the election, but for some reason they're actually more accurate or something. Well, so people are paying the closest attention and being a likely voter. I don't know exactly how they do it. Like I'm not sure what they do when they reach people. I guess it could be likely voters because you're right. If you're still likely this weekend, then you're pretty likely, hopefully. Right. Well, you know, registered yeah. and likely. Well, you have. You know, yeah. I mean, there, there's a big difference early on, and now we're really much closer to knowing who yeah. likely voters are, frankly, a lot of them. And, well, and who the already voters are. Exactly. Right? That's me. I'm an already but voter, and I'm an already voter in the state of Ohio, which actually matters. Yeah, but that makes the poll more accurate because you could have 30% of the people you poll already voted. So now you know how they voted. It's not just, well, they're likely, and we know 75% of likelies vote. Blah, blah, blah. Um, look, you read these articles, you read, you know, I've talked about it, and, and again, I, I don't believe in any one or two anecdotes. You try to get as much as you can. You, you know, I read a Charlie Cook thing like this, and I read a John Heilman of, of Game Change and all that. I think I talked on the last podcast that he was talking about Republicans in Texas and Georgia thinking they may lose. Right. I mean, you know, like these these are anecdotal, but we're also seeing polling numbers that have shown uh, Biden go from a pretty consistent being down three, four points in Texas a few months ago to being basically almost tied. Now a word from our sponsor. There has never been a more important time to have a supply of reliable respirator face masks. From increasing group events to school reopenings to the approaching fall flu season, wearing a mask is the first line of defense against getting sick. And with continued wildfires in the West, which negatively impacts air quality across the entire nation, there's even more need for protection when you go outside. I probably shouldn't be laughing at wildfires. Uh, <laughs> the director of the CDC testified, I just thought negatively impact sounded funny. 
the director of the CDC testified under oath before Congress that wearing a face mask was more important than getting a vaccine at the moment when it comes to reducing the spread of COVID in our country. Only respirator face masks provide medical grade protection and only FDA authorized respirator masks provide the quality required. The New Deal Shop.com has these medically quality FDA authorized masks and every pouch comes with verifiable anti-fraud labeling. Trust the masks medical professionals are using. Go to the NewDealShop.com and get FDA authorized, U.S. tested respirator face masks now with free immediate shipping. Shipping? Shipping? Would you it's like to ship it? Where do you want to ship it, John? <laughs> it's even better than shipping. It's shipping. Only for our listeners do you get shipping. Uh, bulk pricing <laughs> is available so you can get the masks you need affordably and quickly. Keep yourself and your family safe and healthier this fall. That's the NewDealShop.com for the shipping. For the shipping. Hey, John, now that we've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back in our everyday autumn groove. I did the thing with my arm <laughs> sideways, by the way. The kids are back in school. The leaves will start changing color. In fact, they have here, by the way. With so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself and look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes, John, and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. It visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The result will last for hours, so you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole Duncan time. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95, guys. With free shipping, when you visit buyplx.com backslash sexyliberal, or if you call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com backslash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal at checkout. And now back to our show. You know, I was just thinking, should we maybe pivot to the Senate a little bit and just, again, give people updates on where that stands? Then we can jump into the Minnesota court crap, uh, changing the voting rules and things like that. Sure. Or was there um, more on the was there more on the Biden stuff or not? I mean, on the I don't think so. Um, I mean, besides I mean, getting into this stuff and then COVID. Well, the court. What do you mean? Effects. I'm not sure. What do you mean, Minnesota? Um, is that uh, different than? There was a huge Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals decision last night in Minnesota that screwed absentee voting. Oh, the ballots nice. have to be. Oh, the ballots, absentee ballots in Minnesota now have to be in by 8 p.m. on election day instead of a week later. See, this is the up shit until last pull. night. Up until last night, voters were told, mind you, Thursday night before the Tuesday election, you're told, don't worry, as long as you mail it by Tuesday, it can get so here's there. Here's what I need to tell way. you, folks, and I hate now to it sound like a conspiracy theorist. Here. Wait, wait, Cliff, let me put the finer point. What that means is everyone who was going to mail it thinking, I've got 10 days, I'll mail it tomorrow. You can no longer mail it. So you've got all of these people who, for whatever reason, thought they couldn't go to the polls, whatever. They've got kids. They're infirm. They're old. Now they're screwed for three, five days before the election. Right. And I hate to be a conspiracy theorist here, but I'm going to be. It made no sense to me when you saw that that Trump was pulling some money from Florida because it was so expensive and moving it to a number of swing states that where he wanted to bolster his presence. Wisconsin – Pennsylvania and Ohio made sense to me. Minnesota didn't because he was so far down. Right. And I'm just going to tell you right away that I don't believe for a second he didn't hear from judges and know this ruling was coming because yeah. that's what we've got now. We can't trust our judicial branch anymore. No. 
no. which is why I've been saying to people in Pennsylvania and North Carolina and places where they extended it beyond the Tuesday deadline where, you know, Kavanaugh and Roberts didn't jump back in. But of course, Alito put a little note there that they could revisit after the election. Yeah. Yeah. Do not trust these people. All right. Obviously, if you're if you're infirm in some way that you absolutely can't get your 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 ballot in person or you're out of state and you have no choice, put it in the mail because you should never not vote. And hopefully it will get there in time and whatever. But every person who possibly can get to a drop box or, or yeah. a county electoral board and drop in their mail vote in person, do it, in, especially in those two states. Because just because the Supreme Court has said they'll give you to that, that Friday now, do not trust it. Don't yeah. trust anything yeah. they say. Um, I didn't know about the Minnesota thing. Oh, that's, I mean, it, it just happened it's, last it's, night. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's classic. Yeah. We'll have to classic. see our friend Matt McNeil, what he's talking about today, because my guess is he's fucking pissed. Luckily, we've been, we've oh. had a, a yeah. pretty <laughs> yeah. steady and pretty large lead in, in Minnesota. I mean, 9, 10, 11, somewhere like that. So hopefully that, you know, that's not going to end up. Um, oh, actually, this is the. This is the interesting – listen to this. So the theory uh, – one of the other uh, – a lot of the, the legal brains have been weighing in on what happened in Minnesota and why it ties into Kavanaugh and some other stuff with the Supreme Court. So there actually is a bigger concern here that this is now a new radical conservative theory, right? So uh, this guy, Shirag Baines – don't know who he is, but some of the other lawyer types were liking him. Uh, radical legal theory – and retweeting what he said so people agree. Radical legal theory quickly gaining support in the Supreme Court uh, docket – that federal listen to this okay so federal courts can and must intervene to stop state courts and election officials but mostly state courts from altering rules set by state legislatures even yep. when they violate voter rights so think about but think it takes a second because there's too many players here so what they're saying is a state court cannot intervene to change the election rules Which when a again. when a state wait when a state legislature violates the constitutional rights of its citizens but the supreme court can intervene to change all the rules that's okay but they're a state so, court I mean, can't it's just like, so full of shit and mind I you mean, since when can't a court intervene and overrule a legislature when a law is unconstitutional they do it I mean, all like, the time but you know it's like the of course notice they're not saying it on anything that's else it's like the bush versus gore thing don't apply this to anything else I mean, this is, I mean, again, this is part it's, of the mistake yeah. we've made when we've met 20 yeah. years, probably 30 yeah. of them stacking the courts with people that are Republicans in robes. They are not judges. Some of them end up being judges and surprise us, you know, a David Souter or people like that. But uh, they're mostly you know, Kavanaugh. You no, know, right. They surprise us and end Scalia up being was a Kavanaugh. Correct. Smart Kavanaugh, Correct. but a Kavanaugh. Correct. And, and, and Roberts, Roberts, I don't trust as far as I can kick. He basically, what he does is, his name's on the court. He worries about its legitimacy. So every time it goes so far to the crazy right, yeah. he tries to reel it back into just the the semi-nutty right. He's yeah. not with us. He's not trustworthy. And I mean, that's, you know, again, like that's that's what we have to deal with. That's why Democrats yeah. literally, when we win these elections, have absolutely no choice but to resize these courts, add justices to them, and Possibly make them representative. Term limits, all sorts of things. You know, well, that I don't know if you can do without a constitutional amendment. I'm not sure about Interesting. that. Interesting. Okay. What I am sure of is the Constitution nowhere prescribes the number of justices that sit on any court. Mm. And I'll say this again for, for the you know, for people. I've said this on before. The last time this, I mean, there's other federal courts. I think this should happen with all federal courts. But the last time the Supreme Court and the number of justices expanded was 1869. We were a country of 38 
and a half million people, i.e. the entire country was the size of California. So even beyond the fact that they've that we've had a right wing force to take over the courts and not make it representative people, the simple fact that the Supreme Court at this point rejects like 80 percent plus of the cases that, that are coming yeah. that way because they do not have the manpower yeah. to to or woman power, if you will, to look through the number of cases that a, a, a complex country of 330 million people, 12 times, you know, or whatever, those 11, 12 times the size of the country that the last time we raised. I mean, I've seen this. There's literally no way there should be at least 17 justices at this point on the Supreme yeah. Court, perhaps yeah. more. I've seen the argument by a constitutional scholar for tripling the size. And if the country's gotten 11 times bigger, I think you can make a pretty easy argument for tripling the size. Right. You know, I wanted to talk a little bit before we get into maybe some of the Senate stuff, but what Trump is doing in terms of his black outreach and – it's been very interesting, and they've they've set up these satellite offices in a lot of uh, black neighborhoods around the country. Um, now, historically, Republicans have done this not to win the black vote, but to convince white people that they're not racists, and then you know, suburban moms and stuff or saying, to suppress the right. black vote. Well, or to suppress the black vote, and I think one thing. Look, I will say Trump learned, and this is something that people did to Hillary in 2016, and. The left has learned it now. I think the left has brought it to an art form. Some people on the left and Donald Trump learned it too. If you lie to voters a lot about who somebody is, eventually they're going to start to believe you. And they did it to Hillary. I mean, obviously the right lied about Hillary for 30 years or 40 years, but I'm sorry, the Sanders people, you know, they, they did a really good job of painting her as somebody different. I had young people lecturing me about how horrible Hillary was on gay rights. And I'm like, no, she really wasn't. And the guy goes to me, I saw a YouTube video. I know who she is. I'm like, you saw a freaking YouTube video about Hillary, and that's that means you know more than I do on where she is in LGBT. Right. But but they lied about it. You saw them do it to abuse. I'm, I'm sorry. And the, it, you know, it this is a discussion we're gonna have after the election, really big. I I have very great concerns about the socialist left. We don't have to get into it a lot today, but what they need to do is convince you that the system sucks, that the party sucks, that everything about the left sucks, and that they should take over. And that is the way they win. That is the same way Trump wins. And what worries me is you start to disaffect people, whether you disaffect people on the left because it's hard to come back when Sanders or whoever tells you this party is so corrupt, they hate you, you can, you know, they'll never be for you. It's hard well, to come back. I'll say quickly, like you, those are the times when you and I and others like us would get very angry during primaries at Bernie yes. Sanders and at some of his top people. It's it nothing to do with his policies, which some of which I it wasn't a policy which I disagree with. Yeah. It's that when you call your own people corrupt, all you're doing is setting the stage for whoever wins the primary. If they beat you in the primary, the other side to just yeah. pick up on the very attacks you've been making, which is what yeah. happened with Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Well, and it's hard enough, I think, if you have policy differences. I mean, let's face it, even forget Bernie. It doesn't have to be Bernie. Even if you say the other person has horrible policies, they're not going to help people. Mine will. Obviously, that's not going to help them if they end up being the candidate. But I think what concerns me is it's a much larger issue, Cliff, in that this has been a message from this part of the left for a while now. Democrats suck. Democrats are all corporate Democrats. Democrats are all neo-libs. They're all bought off. People, I mean, the argument now has become, oh, all the people who were bloggers in the 2000s and all the progressive activists, they've all sold out. Well, we've all sold me, well, we've all you, sold out because Bill we're not here, Marcos, like Marcos, all these people everyone, were, right? Because we're, we're not socialists and it's fine 
if if you know younger people today are tend to like socialism even, more, that's even fine. for people who are, I don't you don't have to be younger people. If you're a socialist, I include you in our coalition. Yeah, but we just I'm not to one of you. On some things. Well, but it also doesn't mean I've sold out. Is the point? Right. Well, the, 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 like, that's the, the difference is, is you and I are not calling them corrupt. We are correct. just saying we have correct. come to a different conclusion. Well, I was just going to say, and I think their views are too far left. That doesn't mean they're evil. They're the enemy. They're out to destroy the world. Is that to me? Yeah. So basically, they as sold a, out. I consider myself a social democrat, which means well, very well regulated capitalism and removing the profit motive where it is disruptive in a way that you know, for example, public schools. If 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 schools, as we know from all the failure of some of these ridiculous charter corporations and and when charter schools are nonprofits, they tend to work well. I'm a big believer in public school because you can't have schooling kids be about the profit motive. Okay. I feel the same way about healthcare. Now, I believe the best way in our system right now is we've got a system based around private healthcare is to do what what Biden and and Kamala Harris and Beto and during the debates and other people said they're going to do is add a public option and a public aspect of it to to it to to create competition, lower prices, and give people. Do you want to be on the public system? Do you want to be in a private system? You know, and if eventually that takes us to a single payer system and that's the best one, great. But there are plenty of countries that that have each. The point being here is that, you know, I, I'm not, a, I do believe that, that sometimes in, in many cases, the profit motive makes sense. And that's just a disagreement that I have with people who are socialists. I don't hate you. I don't think you're evil. I don't think you're stupid. They just, you know, and that's what's so frustrating is that immediately, and let's be honest here, it's not most of the folks, it's just the loudmouths among them. Yeah, but, like, it's, you know, but it's the leaders. It is the leaders. I'm sorry. Leader. I mean, You're right. That's what I mean. The mouths are the leaders. Well, and again, I didn't mean to sort of turn this into a whole issue about that because we will be talking a lot about this after the election because there will be a civil war on the left after the election. I don't I'm agree with that. It out. I think there will be a, a battle, a vibrant battle of ideas. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the Unprecedented Podcast. To hear the rest of the show, and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media, please go to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode. Now a word from our sponsor. Hey, John, now that we said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back in our everyday autumn groove. I did the thing with my arm sideways, <laughs> by the way. The kids are back in school. The leaves will start changing color, like they have here, by the way. With so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself and look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes, John, and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. It visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The result will last for hours, so you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole Dunkin' time. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95, guys. With free shipping, when you visit buyplx.com backslash sexyliberal, or if you call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com backslash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal at checkout.